Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, food, spirits, and so much more. This week, we're going to talk all about one of my favorite white wines, Chablis. And I'm not talking that California jug wine that my mom used to add to club soda and call a spritzer. This is the real deal from Burgundy in France. And we're going to find out all about this wine from Jean-Francois Bourdais. He's the president of the Chablis Commission. Then Max McCalman from Artisanal Cheese will join us and give us the keys to pairing wine and cheese so you have an instant holiday party. Well, I was on location with Jean-Francois Bourdais, who's the president of the Chablis Commission at Proof Restaurant in D.C., and here's what we talked about. I am here on location in D.C. at Proof Restaurant with the president. Well, actually, the president of the Chablis Commission, even more important than the president of the United States, at least today for me, Jean-Francois Bourdais. Did I do that justice? Yes, you do well. Hello, hello, Laurie. How are you today? That was my best Jersey French, so thank you for putting up with it. But you also are a winemaker, and you have a domain, Sigano Bourdais. But here we had a whole luncheon about Chablis. So I thought we'd start just dispelling the myths of Chablis that we have in this country, because there's a long history of that term, and it didn't always refer to wines coming out of France and the northernmost part of Burgundy. So in the old days, when my mom was ordering drinks when I was a kid, she would get a Chablis spritzer. But I don't believe there was any French Chablis in that because a lot of California winemakers at the time were making white wines called Chablis that had no bearing to what you guys are making. So tell us, what is Chablis for real? But the Chablis comes from France, from Burgundy, like you said. So uh, Chablis, it's two hours from Paris. It's a little vineyard. It's a small region. And uh, Chablis, it's uh, 100% Chardonnay. And it's completely different by the Chablis from uh, California, like you say. Uh, in France, we say junk, junk Chablis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chablis, it's 100% Chardonnay. And um, the Big difference is the terroir because in Chablis we have uh, something very special, the white clay and uh, called Cameridgian. So it's uh, because we must say to the to the people uh, 150 million years ago. I said 150 <laughs> million years ago, Chablis was covered by the by the sea and gives this typical soil, and this soil gives to Chablis the freshness, the crisp the crispness. And Chablis winemakers want to keep this uh, this purity on the wine. And in Chablis, we make wine very elegant. And it's for that in Chablis, the winemakers don't use oak or just some time with a tiny touch. Yep, I like tiny touch. <laughs> I like the way you say that. <laughs> usually, you know, usually, I said also another thing. It's like the women, the woman with a beautiful makeup. A little makeup. Not overdone. I like that very well. And you call that Kibberidgian. You talk about it as chalk or clay, but it is actually a very hard stone. And I will post a picture on the winecoach.com for folks to see. It actually has fossilized oysters and other things in it from that period that you're talking about where this land was part of the ocean as well, right? Yeah, completely right, uh, Laurie. So the, the stone you see this afternoon, in the, so this is inside the white clay with a baby oyster inside. And you also you have some uh, some shell, and this, this is uh, so unique, you know. 
Absolutely. I've never seen it before, so it's definitely unique. So 100% Chardonnay, not using a lot of oak in it. So if you think you don't like Chardonnay, you need to try Chablis because it's a totally different style. Very crisp, uh, mineral, just really refreshing. Now, in that fossil, you have those oyster shells, and Chablis is a great pairing for oysters. And in Baltimore, and certainly in D.C. too, we love our seafood. But this isn't the only thing we can pair Chablis. What what else would you enjoy Chablis with as a food pairing? So like you said, so of course, oyster with Chablis is a wonderful match. But after, you have also uh, all the seafood, of course, but after... All the white meat, so like uh, turkey for Thanksgiving, like uh, chicken, uh, veal also uh, with a creamy sauce, it's uh, wonderful. And also a m- lot of people uh, with uh, cheese uh, drink red wine, but with uh, cheese you can drink Chablis, it's a wonderful match with a good cheese and uh, you will appreciate because Chablis is so elegant, so like so that um, wake up the, the sense mm. and so with the cheese... Uh, it's delicate, so you know it's uh, it's uh, it's wonderful. I think we'll be back with Jean Francois Bourdet on the Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with the Sipping Point. We're back with Jean Francois Bourdet, president of the Chablis Commission and winemaker at Domaine Sigano Bourdet. Now, Chablis as a region, and we'll post a link to your website, chablis-wines.com, which has some great information, maps, all kinds of great things. But give us an idea of the size of Chablis. Instead of being this massive, you know, commercial winemaking region, it's really uh, a lot of small family-run handcraft producers. So give me an idea of how Chablis makes up as far as wineries and, and production. So yes, so Chablis is very small. So it's uh, 40 million bottles a year. It's uh, 12,000 acres and uh, and 300 family making wine. So... Uh, 300? Yes, 300. Yeah, yes, 300, 300 small, fa- small family or biggest, uh, biggest family. It depends uh, the size. But you must uh, understand Chablis so it's four level of appellation. So the first one is Petit Chablis, and it's good in aperitif. For example, on the bar, just uh, when you uh, when you go out the job, you go everyday drinking, everything drinking, <laughs> everything drinking two glasses of wine of Chablis, of course. Right. So Petit Chablis for the for the aperitif for the good time for chair. Uh, after you have Chablis, and uh, after you have Chablis Premier Cru. So Chablis Premier Cru, it's uh, 40 different climates of Premier Cru, but uh, in USA you can find 10, I think. And after you have uh, Chablis Grand Cru with seven different climats. So it's a very tiny uh, vineyard in Chablis and uh, very special. Yeah, I mean, the, each seven of those areas in the Grand Cru have their own personality. And that's why they're designated separately, right? As in, uh, if people are big Burgundy fans, Burgundy kind of makes my head hurt because there's so many little small areas and vineyards. It's such an amazing wine but each little vineyard has its own terroir as you say in france its own personality its own expression and the same would go from your seven grand cru areas correct yeah you, you are completely right the, for example uh, one of the grand cru his name is grand cru vaudésir and grand cru vaudésir it's uh, for example very elegant very uh, very fresh and for example if you have grand cru les clos so another name Grand Cru Les Clos is uh, very poor, very rich, very fat, you know. So because why so different like this? So the difference between Grand Cru Les Clos and the Grand Cru Vaudésir, it's uh, on the same hill, but you can imagine it's so close, it's just less than uh, one mile. 
So, and the wine is so different, like I said already. The Grand Cru à l'éclos, it's uh, very rich, a lot of power, uh, fat, and uh, Vaudésir, it's more elegant and uh, crispness, freshness. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's typical in Chablis. You see the difference between the Grand Cru and the Premier Cru. Each Grand Cru and each Premier Cru gives something different. I love that. And I actually had the pleasure of tasting one of your wines here that you... Uh, Lovingly produced. So tell me a little bit about this wine and what we actually have in the 2010 vintage. So the, you, you tested the Chablis uh, Premier Cru Fourchaume 2010. So uh, the Fourchaume 2010 is uh, one of the biggest uh, Premier Cru in Chablis. From Domaine Seguino Bordet. So uh, Domaine Seguino Bordet, it's me, Jean-François Bordet. I take uh, the domain of my grandfather from... Uh, from uh, 18 years ago now but my family began to be winemaker in uh, 1590 I said in 1590 I am the 13th generation 1590 people <laughs> so but in Chablis it's uh, for uh, for often you can find an old family like me huh? it's, I am not the only family but so uh, my wine is um, so it's uh, the edge of the vineyard sorry the edge of the vineyard it's uh, 55 years old and uh, we didn't edge the wine on, on the oak it's on the stainless steel but special stainless steel horizontal tank and on the lease during 6-7 months like many people in Chablis do that edge, edge the wine on the lease and you will see the wine is wonderful and uh, very rich but we have the crispness the fineness the legend And we, mu we must tell the people, Chablis Premier Cru Fourchaume, uh, it's uh, the wine for the lady because we said the, in Chablis, the winemaker said, yes, yeah, the wine for the lady, like you said, because <laughs> Chablis, Chablis Premier Cru Fourchaume is very delicate and very elegant. Nice. And after you tested the Chablis Premier Cru Vaillon 2010 from uh, Maison Simone Fev, so Simone Fev, it was also the uh, long, uh, was built long time ago, sorry, uh, in uh, 1814. It's uh, Chablis Premier Cru Vaillon, so Vaillon is different than, uh, than Fourchaume. Vaillon is more on limestone and stone. The edge of the vineyard is 42 years old, and uh, we, have, uh, we have a wonderful minerality on it and, uh, and uh, white flowers like acacia. And, uh, and do you like it? I love it. I love all of them. That's the problem. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to still make sense. Well, we talked about vintage, and these two are both 2010, but... The 2012s are just coming into our market here on the East Coast. Tell us a little bit about what that will bring. What, what kind of a vintage was 2012? So 2010, like you said, is a really good vintage, very typical in Chablis. But 2012, I, I said uh, already one year ago, so when uh, we just finished Harvest 2012, even if I am young, young, one, young winemaker, I am the experience of my grandfather and the family. But 2012 for me, it uh, was the best vintage I make it. Mm. Me, by myself. 2012 is really, really good vintage. Uh, the grapes was gold on the harvest. It was uh, magnificent, wonderful. And uh, the wine is uh, very good, a uh, lot of fruit, very elegant, a lot of fineness. Nice. It's, uh, it's on the way, and you can, you can find already some bottles uh, in D.C., but... Uh, Some will be coming soon, and uh, you will have a uh, lot of pleasure with this vintage. A lot of pleasure. And now, speaking of vintage, we just the 2013 is now passed. So what do we have to look forward to from what happened this year? So 2013, like you said, it just uh, finished uh, one month ago. And uh, 2013 was uh, 
more difficult because the quality is here. We have a good quality, but the quantity will, will be uh, less. So uh, most of the winemaker is uh, is happy for the quality, but uh, we will miss some bottles in Chablis. So uh, it's always uh, disappointed. But uh, 2013, we, it's on the fermentation at this time, so the on the winemaking process. And uh, the wine will be available for the next Christmas. But before, enjoy the, tw the, tw the 2012, sorry, because this wine is wonderful. Yes, ready to drink. I like that. <laughs> ready to drink. All right. Well, Jean-Francois, this has been amazing. I feel like I know so much more about Chablis, but there's still more to learn. So that's exciting, too. If you want to find out more about Chablis, go to www.chablis-wines.com. And... Thank you so much for being on The Sipping Point. Or if you want to know more about Chablis, come to Chablis to see us, and we will be happy to receive you, Even of course. Better. Okay, I'm making my travel arrangements. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Have a good day. Bye-bye. We'll be right back to talk to Max McCalman all about wine and cheese pairing on The Sipping Point.